I want to read to you this morning. This is the last uh, message in this series called Road Trip Songs. There are, as I mentioned at the beginning, there's 15 of them, but we're only going to do four. And so today we're going to do the fourth one. Uh, and uh, it is Psalm 123. And I would like to read this now. I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a female slave look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us. For we have endured no end of contempt. We have endured no end of ridicule from the arrogant, of contempt from the proud. The word of God for the people of God. So, uh, so today is, uh, is our last uh, psalm in this series. We started out with Psalm 120, which was about saying goodbye to a comfortable way of life and saying hello to a new way of life, following God and going on this journey to be who God wants us to be. And then Psalm 121 was a psalm about trust because... Uh, on this road trip that he was about to go on, you know, bad things can happen. And so he, the psalmist wonders, who can I trust on this journey? And he, de- he determined that we could trust God. And then uh, Psalm 122 was about worship, because after all, that's what they were going to Jerusalem to do. And a reminder of how worship impacts our lives and guides our lives. And then the psalm today, <clears throat> at its core, is a psalm... I believe, about the importance of mercy. Uh, It's important to remember when we read the Psalms that we're not reading an instruction manual. (laughs) The Psalms are not a book of rules. A Psalm is not a lecture. It's a song. It's not a rule book for playing the game. It's more like a snapshot of someone who is actually playing the game. And so we hear the psalms a little differently sometimes. Uh, In this psalm, he begins with lifting his eyes toward God. And it echoes Psalm 121 when he did the same thing. He looked up in the mountains and wondered, who's going to help get me through those mountains? And he lifts his eyes up to God. And it's there that when he lifts his eyes up that he speaks. I think that's an important thing when it says he lifts his eyes up to God. Any God worth serving is a God you look up to. And the very fact that that he is looking up to God shows that he understands that God is the one who is sovereign. This is the the posture of a servant. Um, And and perhaps it, it says more to us, you know, it just speaks volumes to us, the posture itself. Because God is the one in charge. God is sovereign, not the psalmist. God is in charge, not us. Where else can we go? Who else can we trust if not in God? And then notice his prayer changes from I to our. It switches from singular to plural. And it becomes now a prayer, not just of an individual, but a prayer for the whole community. It's a prayer that includes all of us on behalf of all the pilgrims. And so he lifts his eyes toward God, and everyone else is lifting their eyes toward God as well. And now that they have God's attention, what is it that they ask for? What he asks for is mercy. Dear Lord, have mercy 
on us. And as a matter of fact, he says they're not going to leave until God shows them mercy. This is no casual prayer. I mean, this is like figgy pudding. We're not leaving till we get some. <laughs> we are going to be here, God, until you show us your mercy. Have mercy on us, dear Lord. You, you remember uh, the parable that Jesus told about the two men who went into the temple to pray and one's prayer was kind of a rehearsal to God of how good he was and all the good things he did. And the other one simply got on his knees and said, Lord, have mercy on me. And Jesus said that God, it was the prayer of the second man that God really heard. Because God seems to have a soft spot for prayers of mercy. So, this prayer the psalmist prays that we just read, it's not one of those nice prayers, one of those, Lord, bless us because we've been good. Reward us for our good deeds. Now, this prayer is simple. It's sincere. It's stark. Have mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. And it's a prayer we're familiar with. I mean, we've all prayed it. And as a matter of fact, we pray it together as a church. Every time we have communion, we pray a prayer of confession. And we pray, uh, Lord, have mercy on us and forgive us because we all need mercy. <laughs> we all need grace. And, and this is one of the discoveries that, um, that I've made on my road trip of faith is that you don't get very far together unless you are willing to show mercy to one another and to have mercy on each other. You know, sometimes we lose our temper with other people and we say things that we shouldn't have said. Lord, have mercy on us. And, and not only a mercy on us, but help the people we've hurt have mercy on us as well. And sometimes we're anxious. We worry about the future. We worry about our families. Lord, have mercy on us. Give us mercy that brings us peace in the midst of our unknowing. There are times when we're afraid. Maybe we or someone we love is facing a serious illness or a serious situation. And it consumes us. Lord, have mercy on us. We need mercy to get us through it. And in times of doubt, when our faith seems weak, Lord, have mercy on us. I occasionally meet someone who tells me they never have any problems with doubts. I tend to think they probably also have a problem with telling the truth. Sometimes we struggle. We need mercy to help us keep putting one foot in front of the other until our faith is revived. Sometimes we ask God to forgive us for some specific sin, and then we do it again. And then we ask God to forgive us, and then we do it again, and then we ask God to forgive us. Lord, have mercy on us. 
Help us reach the point where we don't just want forgiveness, but we actually want to change. Have mercy. Which brings us to another important point is that once God shows us mercy, now we have the opportunity to show mercy to others. It, it, it comes to us, but then we have the opportunity to give it to others. It, it can motivate us to show mercy and grace uh, to people, you know, like that woman in line in front of you at Publix who is taking all day long rifling through those coupons. And you've worked hard all day, and all you want to do is just get something to go home and have something to eat. And there she is, wasting your time in your way. Lord, have mercy on us for being impatient. And Lord, have mercy on her too, because who knows, those coupons may be the only way she can buy all those groceries. So have mercy on her. Mass shootings and hurricanes and fires and cancer and COVID. Lord, have mercy on us. We need your mercy. We can't get by without mercy. And it's that same mercy that God shows us that enables us to show mercy to others. Jesus told this wonderful story about a man who owed a king $100,000 and the king brought him in because he couldn't pay it. And he was going to put him in debtor's prison. But the man got on his knees and he pleaded. He said, I have a family. Could you, could you please you know, work something out and not, let, not, not take me to prison? And the king felt such compassion for him, such mercy, that he forgave him the entire debt. And then Jesus said the man walked out and was going down the street, ran into a guy who owed him $20 and insisted he pay up. And when he couldn't pay up, he had him put in prison. And when the king found out about it, he, he had the man brought back to him and he said, after I forgave you such a great debt, how could you not forgive this small debt this person owed you? And then Jesus said he had the man put in jail. Now this parable, I don't believe, is meant as a threat. It's meant to show us how absolutely ridiculous it is to be forgiven all, this, all of this money, this debt, and then not be willing to forgive a small debt to us. I think Jesus was just telling us how ridiculous it is when we really understand the mercy God has shown to us to not be able to show mercy to those around us. Lord, have mercy on us. And one specific reason that the psalmist prays for mercy is because he says that he and his tribe have endured contempt. No end of ridicule and contempt. No end. You can translate, you can literally translate that, that phrase, has had a belly full. That, that's exactly what he says. And, um, he, you know, he, all along this journey, they've been, they've been ridiculed. And some people believe that this psalm was written during a time when Israel was, was under um, foreign uh, invasion. And so not only do you have, you know, traveling in those days was, was hard. And so not only did you have the, the difficulty of that trip, 
But all along the way, people were making fun of them. The people who had taken over their country were laughing at them and saying, oh, you go worship your God. He doesn't seem to help you much. And they made fun of them. They ridiculed them. And, and this, this psalmist says, you know, he's, he's had enough. He's tired of it. After this long, hard trip to Jerusalem, being ridiculed along the way, and so they arrive at Jerusalem. They are tired and fed up. They're looking for a fight. Like some of your relatives arrive at your house on holidays, right? Just like people arrive at church sometime. I want to say something that I hope will alleviate a lot of guilt for some of you. Most people, one time or another, have gotten into a fight on the way to church. Okay? So if you've gotten into a fight on the way to church, you're not the only family to ever do so. And if you do it again, you now have a song that you can sing. Lord, have mercy on us. Or you can at least play it. So at least the psalmist uh, knew what to do when he was in need of mercy. He looked to God and he asks for mercy. The God who created everything that exists, the God who has a track record for loving mercy. And so the psalmist cries out to God. So, so this is really a great song to have on your playlist for your road trip through life. Because no matter how great the trip, there are always some potholes along the way. There's always some stressful times. We all get tired. We wonder if we're there yet. Sometimes we wonder if there is even a there. And we need mercy. We've had a belly full. But we find mercy in God. The God who created everything that exists, that God loves mercy. And God loves you. And so God is willing to show us mercy. And what that means, bottom line is, you will always be more than the worst thing you've ever done because God always comes to us in mercy. And because we have received such a great mercy, we have the opportunity now to show mercy to others, to those around us, the people we disagree with, the people who make us wait, the people who are rude, the people who are facing all kinds of pain that we know nothing about. Lord, have mercy on us, and Lord, have mercy on them. Help us muster as much mercy as we can for others. And I really believe that this is how God wants us to live. We call on God for mercy because we need God's mercy. And God in love gives it to us. And then we, in turn, share that mercy with those around us who are in need of mercy. And I really believe that there is great joy in living this way. Receiving mercy and showing mercy. That's the way God wants us to live on this journey. That's 
this, this is one of the most important songs on the whole playlist is the song that reminds us that we need mercy to make it through this journey. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. Amen.